Welcome to Matter of Principles, a podcast from the Association of Washington School Principals. We've got some original podcasts in our feed. The podcast you're about to hear is the audio from an episode of AWSP TV, our talk show for principals. Make sure to tune in to our live episodes and catch all of our shows by subscribing to our YouTube channel. In the meantime, enjoy the audio from this episode of AWSP TV. Welcome to another edition of AWSP TV. We're here with our guest today, Representative Lori Dolan, who's from the 22nd Legislative District, and she is our Torch of Leadership Award winner for 2019. We've worked really closely on lots of bills and uh, love our rapport and our relationship in just two years of time, so we're really happy to honor you with the award and to have you here to talk about your background and, and the upcoming legislative session. Give us a little bit of information about your background. Okay, before I talk about my background, yes. I would like to look directly at this oh, camera, yeah. talk it. to the principals out there, and oh, say it. it is such an honor to be selected for this award. Um, as you hear my background, you'll know that I spent most of my uh, most of my life with the Spokane Public Schools supervising school principals. So I probably know better than most people out there the importance of the role that you play. So to be honored by AWSP for this award is so meaningful to me, and I just want to thank you. Now my right. background. Yeah, yeah, tell, okay, us, tell so, us about your background. So I started teaching back in 1973. Yes, I'm really that old. And I was teaching first grade in Spokane at a school, Bancroft Elementary, that had 97% mainly free lunch students. So at 21 years old, I learned early on what deep, deep poverty looked like and spent the rest of my career, even now that I'm in the legislature, um, doing a lot with families who have all sorts of social, emotional, educational needs. And to me, that's um, where I've really enjoyed the honor of being in this great profession that we share. So after teaching first grade, I started teaching special ed, and I was teaching special ed in a middle income school. And what I learned early on that is that special ed, um, Really, when you compare it to deep poverty, the special ed kids looked like geniuses compared to the regular ed kids I were, was teaching that were in deep poverty. So that was an aha moment, just as I was going to school and getting my master's degree in special ed, to realize that the impact of deep poverty really um, is across all, all schools, and we need to pay attention to that. Um, I taught special ed for a couple of years, then I supervised special ed personnel, like OTs, PTs, CDS, special ed teachers. And then I ended up going back after the Spokane teacher strike that I was one of the leaders in, in 1979, and ended up on the management side of the table. I decided to get a PhD in organizational leadership, my superintendent's credentials, and so I did that all at Gonzaga University. And then I started supervising school principals. And in Spokane, depending on how much money we had any given year, we'd have three or four of what we called area directors. Didn't want to call us assistant superintendents because the Spokane constituents would think that was spending too much money. So we were area <laughs> directors. And I had, um, typically I had 16 elementary schools, two middle schools, and two high schools that I was responsible for. They were under my umbrella. And I was the person who intervened the parent phone calls from all those schools to the school board and the superintendent. I was the, the gatekeeper there. And um, I learned a lot that helped me parenting my own children, which is the only behavior I can control is my own. And I think all of us who are in those administrative jobs need to get very good at what we called in the olden days cognitive coaching, 
where you where you work with staff mm -hmm. and then you um, help them mm -hmm. see their path mm -hmm. forward. And so once I knew that, mm -hmm. my, my life became a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is in most of my schools, we had great principals who could solve everything. Awesome. And in a few schools um, where we had maybe new principals or principals who didn't have the same relationship building skills, mm -hmm. I spent a little more time in those schools. Sure. So it's the same thing principals know yeah. when they work with teachers. Right, good. So Good. do you want to hear after? Well, yeah, Spokane? so then, now okay. you're involved so, in politics. So, so now I'm involved from, in politics. Yeah, so yeah. I retired after 30 years in Spokane, and um, I had run for political office a couple times there in a district that had not elected a Democrat since 1932. Mm. I always tell people, if you want to run for office, it's better to run in a place where people agree with your politics. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, and when I retired, Chris Gregoire was just becoming governor and she called me up and asked if I would move to Olympia and become her policy director. I actually didn't understand what the job was, but we were ready for a new adventure. She hates it when I say that. Yeah, I was gonna say, that makes me <laughs> so, feel better about what so, I do. So we said, sure, let's do this. <laughs> so, so I turned to my husband and said, I need to go to Olympia. Mm -hmm. I slept three more nights in my own house packed up five business suits, moved to Olympia. It was rainy, it was dark, and I was working all the time because I had to hire 26 new people before the session started wow. the next week. But coming out of the Spokane Public Schools, mm -hmm. I know how to hire people, mm -hmm. right? I spent a lot of years hiring great principals. Right, right, so right. I put all these little hiring teams there in place go. and then we mm -hmm. got it done. And uh, it was really interesting because I had been in a world of unions mm -hmm. and now I'm in a world that you work at the pleasure of the governor. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. was interesting. It was interesting to take my skill set and see if I could use it in the new venue, mm -hmm. which it works great. The skill set of doing administration okay. and public education yeah. converts really well to almost any job you'd want to go to. And um, we set up a great policy team. So I did right. that for four years. Mm -hmm. And then I, I have this disease called multiple myeloma. It's mm -hmm. a fatal blood cancer. And I had one stem cell transplant in Spokane. And then the cancer came back in 2008. And I ended up with a second stem cell transplant stem cell um, transfer mm -hmm. and transplant. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, you know, if I'm gonna be dead in a couple of years, I should go play. So yeah. Yeah. decided to leave that job in the yeah. as a policy director and go play with my husband, mm -hmm. which we did really well for nine years. <laughs> and then okay. when Chris Rakedall decided to run for the superintendent of public instruction, mm -hmm. several of my friends said, Chris is leaving his job, we think you should take it. And I had never thought about getting back into another job mm -hmm. that's a big job but the more I thought about it I thought I'm not done yet right, <laughs> and right. it was right when McCleary was happening mm -hmm. and I'm reading all of these articles in the newspaper about how the legislature thought the fix for McCleary was getting rid of salary schedules mm -hmm. and I'm thinking oh my oh, god <laughs> <laughs> I need to be there yeah. so at that point yeah. in time decided to run for Chris Rakedall's job mm -hmm. and um, did that one, it, again, I now live in a place where people's politics are mm -hmm. like mine mm -hmm. and have been in the legislature now yeah. for three years. Great, great. Well, that is awesome. That's a great background, good. One of our, uh, you know, funding is a big issue for us, but also stopping the churn of the, the principal's job. And when we look at national research that says, you know, one in four principals are in the same building after five years, we know that that's costly in terms of the turnover. Mm -hmm. um, it, costs money and time and relationships and impacts student learning. So how, how do you see the role of the principal that's changed in the last 20 years, maybe since you've been out of education and in politics, but 
Um, and then how do we stop that churn? Like that's one of our missions that we're passionate about here. So that's probably the greatest question right now. Mm -hmm. um, the, the principal's job, in fact, I laughed, frankly, when I filled out your, your questionnaire <laughs> you sent me because it said, what's the role of the principal? Mm -hmm. And I put something in there like, what's not the role of the principal? Mm -hmm. I mean, the role of the principal is huge yeah. and it gets bigger every day because mm -hmm. life gets more and more mm -hmm. complex. I think one of the main ways you help principals succeed in their jobs and want to stay is by mentoring them. Mm -hmm. um, the principal's job is lonely. And if you've been a teacher all this time and now you decide to be a principal, you come in with two thoughts. One, that every teacher is as good as you were. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and two, you don't realize that you're now the sole leader in a building, yeah. which becomes kind of lonely mm -hmm. when you realize you're really not, you're part of the team, mm -hmm. but you also have this role you need to play that's separate from the team. And I think that the mentoring is Great. what helps new principals get through that. Mm -hmm. It probably helps principals who have been in the job for a long time get through it. Right. I, principals always are talking to one another, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's very yeah. helpful for them to get right. through things. So professional network. Professional networks, can, yeah. and, and then relationships. Mm -hmm. the, these jobs are more about relationships than anything else. Mm -hmm. it, the, we can teach people to be good teachers. It's a complex mm -hmm set of skills, but yeah. we can teach it. We can teach people to be good principals. But I think if you're not kind of innately blessed with the ability to build relationships with people, these jobs are really, really hard. Yeah. And, and right along with that is, I think, a good sense of humor, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. um, these jobs are really, really hard. <laughs> and, a, and a good sense of humor yeah. helps you get through that. Mm -hmm. And liking people, like mm -hmm. enjoying people, little people and adults, <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Just enjoying people mm -hmm. and the diversity of people is also another way that helps you get through. Yeah. But we all know that there are circumstances that happen in a school, in a principal's life, that are just damn hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, I think you need all sorts of supports around you to help you through that. Yeah. And if you have an administration in your district mm -hmm. that values principals, Great. listens to principals' voices, that makes a big difference in stopping the churn. Yeah. Because if you really feel like you're valued and heard, mm -hmm. that's what we all want. Right. So right. It, those things, yeah. I'm gonna talk a minute about money. Oh, great. Yeah. Money's helpful. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. all like a good paycheck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think right now, I know another one of your questions was what do we do about principal salaries? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, what happens, just the way bargaining takes place, is teacher salaries always get bargained first. Yeah. And yeah. then principal salaries are not so much an afterthought, but it certainly happens after the fact. Right. And I think right now, and with what we've seen happen with teacher salaries and the bargaining around mm -hmm. the state, there's probably a lot of principal salaries that need to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So that there's more of a difference between, right. if you're gonna be the sole leader, yeah. you need to get paid more yeah. than if you're the sixth grade teacher. Right. Right. So. Lovely, that's great. Thank you for mm -hmm. addressing that. Mm -hmm. um, I love what you said too about the um, mentorship and, and helping support principals in their job. I know that OSPI in their uh, legislative requests have, has put in money to support the mentoring, not only of teachers, but of brand new principals. Right. Um, so that's awesome. What else do you see out there for the legislative session 2020 that would be important, um, not only for you know the role of the principals, but for education that's coming? I think that I sense there is a lot of legislators that feel we need to do more with student mental health. Okay. Right. And um, 
we, we didn't get to that. Anytime you change a prototypical model, think dollar signs, mm -hmm. that's a huge yeah. investment to make any small change to that prototypical yeah. model. But I do think um, there is a hunger to do something about that. Yeah. And what that looks like, I'm not sure. WA, I know, had a proposal mm -hmm. last year that they had different kinds of jobs that would satisfy that, social worker, nurse, um, counselor. Mm -hmm. They had about four or five, I think, in yeah. there. And let schools choose which right. kind they needed. Um, you know, the, there's a lot of um, good thinking in that mm -hmm. proposal. Mm -hmm. So maybe something yeah, like that. We'll but come. I do think there's a hunger to do something. Right. Uh, I have a hunger because of my school safety bill yes. to actually get to that. that fully funded. Good. Because even though the bill passed through the legislature, mm -hmm. it called for three positions mm -hmm. in each educational service district. So ultimately, that'd be 27 positions. Yeah. And by the time it got to the end, it only funded one position. Right. So yesterday, we did a press conference. Yes. Many people mm -hmm. might have seen it mm -hmm. where we were asking for two more positions, which would be the mental health suicide prevention okay. person, and then a person who would bring all the people that necessary to the table right. to help with both threat assessment and making sure that we have all the community resources right. available to school children as well. So there's nine positions now at the ESD, right. one at each ESD, and this would have two more right. at each ESD to help coordinate that system for school safety. Right. Yeah. And, and the reason we did that through the <laughs> ESDs is in looking at the research mm -hmm. about school safety, mm -hmm. and God forbid, mass shootings. Mm -hmm. When mass shootings occur, mm -hmm. some people think they happen like inner city schools. The reality is mass shootings happen in suburban white communities. That's where they happen the most. Right. And they often happen when a student's been expelled mm -hmm. and the school district's thinking, the school's thinking, that student's out right. of our hair, yeah, we don't yeah, have to yeah. worry about that yeah. student. What happens because no help is given to that student in our old model Oftentimes, they go home, they're angry, they have huge mental health issues going on. They often steal their parents' guns, yep. sometimes shoot their parents first, mm -hmm. and then return to mm -hmm. the school. Mm -hmm. So expelling students doesn't actually solve the problem. Right. And with what we did with the safety bill and the threat assessment training, mm -hmm. is not only would we be helping the kids that are still in the school, but we would be putting some services around the kid that's getting expelled yeah. to make sure that there's some help given there. Yeah. Well, and what you said yesterday at the press conference is was so lovely. It's, it echoes what you've just said today about relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about, mm -hmm. is having adults in the buildings to develop relationships with kids and having enough adults in the regions to help coordinate community and school resources. Right. I, um, I think the yeah. basis of school safety mm -hmm just like the basis of schools in general is right. that relationship. Right. And if every kid could have an adult mm -hmm. in that building mm -hmm. that they could go to if they needed help or an adult is kind of checking on them, yep. Yep. schools would be a lot safer, yep. kids would be able to learn better. Um, that's kind of my goal. Yeah, great. That's lovely. Well, we are restructuring ourselves here at AWSP to be more regionally focused and I think there's a great efficiency to um, how we can support that principal leadership role mm -hmm. and the connection to district support and the connection to building support and the connection to community support. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. hoping that as we you know, keep talking about this that we can work on systems that will help, I think in a really efficient way, support that leadership so mm -hmm. that our schools are as strong and supportive as they can be for all the kids. So right. that's our So And that's, that's kind of where I started forward. out in yeah. my relationship with principals, because mm -hmm. I had specific schools mm -hmm. that I was in charge of for 13 years. Mm -hmm. So I knew, I mean, I could follow kids all the way through. Right. I knew the principals really well. 
-hmm. And sometimes it's so simple as a principal calling up saying, mm -hmm. could you come have a cup of coffee with me? Yeah. <laughs> I need somebody to talk about Yeah, this I just need yeah. somebody yeah. to talk to yeah. where I can talk freely. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it was more that than anything, yeah. which is the cognitive coaching mm -hmm. thing again, right. you know, right. letting people talk through the answers. Most, most people actually know the answers in their own head. They just need to get the words out of their own head and yeah. bounce it off somebody else. And then they'll say, thank oh, you for it. your yeah. help. And I'll say, you know, I didn't do anything, right? I didn't right? solve it. You did it. Yeah. I just like listen to you <laughs> right. and ask some questions right. and yeah. you have the answer. Yeah. Which is actually the joy of the job. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of joys in the job. And I know a lot of our principals absolutely love it. Wouldn't change a thing about their job. So thank you for your support of principals. But I, I want to end. I have to one more question. I need to know. We ask this of everybody. Who's your favorite principal? Personally, maybe you've had, your kids have had. Just a story from... So, so you yeah, asked me that question mm -hmm. in the questionnaire. Yeah. And yeah. I, I knew right away who my favorite principal okay. was. And I thought, I'm not sure I can actually put why. But I'm going to tell you why. Okay, great. Okay, so when I first start teaching again, I'm 21. I have never seen deep, deep poverty. I mean, I grew up in a home where we had kind of a middle-class home where we had food on the table, mm -hmm. heat. We didn't take vacations, didn't have money for vacations, mm -hmm. but we had the basics covered. So that's what I thought life yep. was. And now I'm dealing with little kids who oftentimes their parents might just disappear. Mm -hmm. And I find out this little person's been on their own for the past three days. And so it, it, yeah. that was... Uh, a, a culture I had to get used to. And this principal was an experienced principal. His name was Ray Clift. And he, um, he knew when to let you try it on your own. And he knew when to ask more questions so you could think through some deeper answers. And one day at the beginning of the year, I had this one little girl I team taught. So we had 60 children, okay. two teachers. Wow. And this little girl is one of those kids that has great executive function. Mm -hmm. Like she, she had her life planned. She came from poverty, but she was always clean. Mm -hmm. Her clothes were always ironed. Mm -hmm. It was before a lot of permanent press. Yeah. <laughs> she always looked magnificent. Mm -hmm. So one day I had, the kids were in their learning centers and I was teaching a reading group and suddenly I get this whiff of something's wrong in this room. Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> and so I go back to check on her. It was easy to follow the whiff. And this poor little girl had been sick and she'd had diarrhea Aww. all over her red tights. Mm -hmm. So now I have 60 kids in the classroom and this little child who is humiliated mm. that this has happened. Yeah. I go down to Ray Clift, Mr. Clift, and I say, this is the situation, what are we gonna do? And he goes, that's easy. We haven't had a fire drill yet this month. Oh, you go back and sit with her, tell your teammate to get the six kids out, and I'm gonna ring the fire drill oh, bell. Great. So I go back to the classroom, the bell rings, everybody clears it out. I walk her down to the office. We call her mom. Nobody was the wiser. Nobody knew. I did go back and clean up the piano bench. Sure, sure, but, sure. <laughs> but that's kind of a oh, real life lovely. story yeah. of mm -hmm. what principals do. Mm -hmm. how, how do you define that? Yeah, right. I mean, they just have this ability to know what to do mm -hmm. in any given mm -hmm. moment. That's lovely. That's a great story. It's a good story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and your stories and your work and your, you know, the passion that you have to help each and every child is very apparent in the work that you do in the legislature. And there's more work to do. I know you're not there's satisfied. There's more work to do. There's more work to do, but thanks for putting in the work every day. I do have to tell you, at 67 years old, it's a joy to have this job because you kind of know Amazing. when to get worried about something and mm -hmm. when to say, this will work its way out. That's great. And yeah. having that um, actual knowledge mm -hmm. of schools and the people in the schools mm -hmm. is so helpful. Good. 
Good. So it's that's my great. That's and again, it's my honor to have this award. Oh, I'm we're delighted. Thrilled to give it to you. Thank yeah, you. Good. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks everybody for joining us. More next time from AWSP TV. Thanks for listening. To catch all of our episodes, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can watch AWSB TV and our other great video content. If you have ideas for guests or topics you'd like to hear about, shoot me an email at david at awsp.org. We'll do our best to make it happen. On behalf for all of us at AWSP, we hope you tune in again. Keep up the great work for kids, and we'll see you next time.